Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, the Western Conservative Summit is just around the corner, June 9th and 10th at the Colorado Convention Center. Speakers already lining up. This is going to be one for the record books. I believe it, Jamie. This is going to be one of the few Western Conservative Summits that's just going to break the mold. It's going to be like something you've never seen before. And it's going to be very, very exciting. We've invited all the presidential candidates. We'll see if they come. I hope they do, uh, because this is this this represents the Western United States. It just isn't just Colorado. It's it's delegations and leaders from the Western region that will be attending. So, if you're a presidential candidate, this is the place to be to connect with, you know, good one third of the country. <laughs> if you look at the electoral votes, and we're nonpartisan, but if you look at the electoral votes, Joe Biden got a hundred. And one out of the 300-some-odd he needed just from the Western United States. One-third of all the votes he needed to become president of the United States. So it is an influential area, and conservative values are important. And we're inviting Republican, Democratic, everybody, presidential candidates. So this year's Western Conservative Summit, June 9th and 10th at the Colorado Convention Center. Go to westernconservativesummit.com to get your tickets there. All right, this group of professors, in their brilliance and in their... High wisdom decided that Charlie Kirk and Dennis Prager were not worthy to be on the campus of Arizona State University. Yet, three brave men rode to the rescue of free speech. And one of them has been on the show with us today, Dr. Owen Anderson. And if you missed any of the previous segments, go back and listen to them about all the craziness. So, Dr. Anderson, I I imagine the event went off without a hitch. In fact, I think uh, they even had something to say about you being there, right? Yeah, Dennis Prager was really kind and and mentioned me during the event, and I got a standing ovation, which is very humbling. I haven't had haven't had that experience before, so that was very kind of him. And I'm I'm thankful that there are people who do care about standing up for for free speech and for the ability for conservatives and Christians to still speak on campus. I think that the the general population does want that, but the statistics are so skewed among professors that there's almost no representation of any idea outside of what I've been calling the Marxist religion. It, it is bizarre. So I have two master's degrees. I spent a lot of time in higher education. I'm not an educator, but I've been around them. And I've been trying to figure out why this is. One, I think that they're just kind of drawn to this field. But they, they end up in a space of, oh my, well, maybe you can explain it better, but academics end up in a space of kind of like affirmation of worldview, and, uh, and then they're taught to learn that they have a, a, an elite role in furthering social justice and making yep. the world better. So they really believe that they stand at the pinnacle of making this world better. And so your opposition to them is not an opposition of ideas. It's an opposition of justice. And so they take it very personally. They get very angry. But why do you think that liberal professors are so leftist right now? Yeah, I think you're, you're getting towards it. And it's what I'm trying to capture in claiming it's a Marxist religion. It's one of the religious movements of the 1800s because it offers people all the things that you would expect. It's like a counterfeit Christianity. It's Christianity without God or redemption mm. through Christ. And so what, what it does is it, it says, yeah, there is no God, so the intellectuals 
feel, okay, I'm satisfied about that. I don't have to believe in God. And then he gives you a cause, and it gives you a conversion experience. A lot of times they'll say, hey, it turns out you're one of the oppressed people, and you never knew it. And so you have this conversion experience where you are suddenly enlightened about your gender, for example. You have a gender you didn't realize before, and then your oppressive uh, religious background kept you from living it out. And so they go through a religious experience, and then there's confession of sin. Maybe you've been part of the oppressive class, and you have to confess this and, and make things right. There's penance. And then it gives you a missionary zeal. And so the, the, mm. when, you're, when you're in this religion, you don't have a church. You, you can't say, I'm going to become a pastor, or I'm going to become a missionary. Instead, you go into education. I think this is true through K-12 as well as university. It attracts people who want to influence others, but they, they aren't in a church of any kind. And so they, they see education as their missionary field. And church is a voluntary society, meaning you can go or not go. Whereas all of us, especially K-12, we have to go. Hmm. And, and more and more colleges like that. And so they're teaching to this captive audience who has to sit in front of them and learn their values with no pushback. And, and when, when they do get pushed back, they, they act shocked, like, like they, they can't believe it happened. One of the, the signers of the letter went on the local 12 news channel and, and expressed just being so surprised that this became a cultural issue. And, and it's as if they gave this mandate, told the rest of us how to think, and couldn't <laughs> believe anyone questioned them. And, and that's really how it works. It, it has those, all those same features of religion, except for without Christ. I, there's this line from a Johnny Cash song that he did with U2 where he says, they say they want the kingdom, but they don't want God in it. Hmm. I think that perfectly captures this religion. Right. right. We're talking with Dr. Owen Anderson of Arizona State University. You've written a book, by the way, your website, dropenanderson.com, as in dropenanderson.com. He's got a whole online library, blog, books, newsletter, all that there. Uh, one of the more rational thinkers out there in public education. But Dr. Anderson, tell us about one of your books uh, with regards to the Declaration of Independence and God. What is that about? Yeah, I'm looking in that book at the Declaration of Independence, which I think is one of the top government documents of all, all history, right? And, and it has one line especially that I think is so important. It's the most famous line, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights. So what I do in that book is I look at the structure of that sentence, and I show how it gives us a whole world view in one sentence. It tells us God is real, and God is the Creator, and humans are created by God, and because God created us, God is the one who determines our rights, not ourselves or the government. And then it explains what some of those rights are. And I look at that idea as it's unfolded in American history, especially in some of the famous Supreme Court cases, as you have more, increasingly a move away from God the Creator into either something more like pantheism or then eventually atheism. Mm. And once you leave God the Creator behind, I make the case you really won't be able to support the other kinds of rights and privileges that we would want. <laughs> I agree a lot with uh, your your uh, uh, worldview because I think uh, I think our country is going to have a really challenging time uh, losing its foundation on God. And you're you're seeing you know we've had Mark David Hall uh, for instance on the show. Did America have a Christian founding? And then Yoram Hazoni is going to be speaking at the Western Conservative Summit this year. And uh, so you have these great. Uh, thinkers that are looking at the importance of our religious roots, and I'm and I'm just going to kind of follow a line of thinking here. 
from the left that responds to that and says, no, 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 you're now embracing a Christian nationalism that is unhealthy for America and is going to you know, result in January 6th like events. So that's kind of their critique back is if if mm-hmm. God's a foundation to this, you're going to force everybody into this. And and it's not really rooted in history, right? There's plenty of Christian countries out there that yeah. are perfectly fine and provide a lot of freedoms for people. Um, well, and, but but and the, the flip true. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the flip side is true. If you, if you take God out and, and right. you have Marxist revolutions, you can look and see that those are the most violent and bloody in, in history. Hmm. But no, I think what I do here is a little bit different. I, I think it, I'm adding something to the discussion this way, because what I'm saying is the Declaration of Independence is doing natural theology. And it doesn't appeal to revealed religion, meaning uh, the authors don't say, we're created by God, and then there's a footnote that says Genesis 1-1. But what they're doing is they're saying all humans, this is self-evident, mm-hmm. meaning all humans can know that God created them. It's a truth of natural theology. And so this is not imposing revealed religion, as they might be worried about in, say, a Christian nationalism, it's saying, on the other hand, hey, Marxists, atheists, you should know God also, because it's clearly revealed to you in creation that you were created by God. Well, and they, they have no, there's no basis for rights, and, and they, they blend rights and privileges, and they create a, a giant mess of things where all of a sudden um, having access to a laptop is a human right, or high-speed yeah. internet is a human right, but meanwhile, freedom of speech can be just totally discarded because uh, it yeah. doesn't fit with my narrative right now. Yeah, rights just become invented and, and multiplied, and you look to the government to give you those rights, right. which means the government needs more power, and they get more power by taking more of your money, and so pretty soon you're just a, a, a serf to the government, and the government will tell you when to live and when to die and what to think. So, Dr. Owen Anderson, you are at Arizona State University website, drowenanderson.com, drowenanderson.com. You take on a role as a bit of a public intellectual. Um, So you're not only educating your students, it looks like you're trying to educate the masses as well, right? Is that a passion of yours? Well, yeah, well, we do. Yeah, we we do need that in our day. I think we need, as I was saying about natural theology, I'm especially passionate about the fact that I think we can use reason to know God, and we need public intellectuals out there who are making a case for that against the trend towards Marxist atheism. Hmm. Well, friends, I recommend you go check out his website. And Dr. Anderson, I want to thank you for standing strong for free speech on a, on a college campus, even among your own colleagues when that's difficult and challenging. And I hope you saw in that room there that that's the general support of most people, and I hope you felt that. Thank you for taking a stand. Thank you for having me. It was great to talk to you today. Well, friends, we encourage you to be a part of the work of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We have a whole host of ways for you to get involved, everything from checking out our research work to attending our events. We analyze public policy options, uh, sponsor seminars and conferences, and then, of course, the Western Conservative Summit. You may not be aware of this, but right before the week of the Western Conservative Summit, so the summit is two full days, we have the Youth Conference. And if you go to Western Conservative Summit Youth, Com. You can uh, learn more about the youth conference there. But friends, this is all coming up. We are a think tank on the move, and we're grateful you tuned in to listen to us today. God bless you all. Yeehaw. And we'll look forward to 
talking with you next week. You've been listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour.